Hey kids, how would you like to hear this on the screen instead of the great show you came to see? That's what you sound like. Honest. Please cooperate and do your part in keeping this theater quiet so everyone, including you, can enjoy it. I remember lots of adults and kids, too, paid admission to enjoy the show. We must insist on absolute quiet. Here's Milky, the marvelous milking cow. It's fun to milk her, gonna do it right now. She drinks the water when we pump her tail. She's raising her head, it's milking time now. Her pretend milk is a-feeling the pail. She drinks water. I guess pretend milk. Milky the marvelous milking cow. Milky the marvelous milking cow with pretend milk tablets. She's new from Kenner. What did you think about the ride? It was great. And apparently, I've never been on live television before, but apparently sometimes I don't watch the sh I don't watch the news. Because I'm a kid, and apparently every time, apparently Grandpa just gives me a remote after we watch the Powerball. I'd like to direct my question to Mr. Allen, if I may. <clears throat> Mr. Allen, do you think that the Israelis should give back the land that they won from the Arabs? Should the Israelis give back the land they won? No, I don't think so. I think that they should sell it back. <laughs> We have new information now also on the plane crash. KTVU has just learned the names of the four pilots who were on board the flight. They are Captain Sum Ting Wong, We Tu Lo, Ho Li Fook, and Bang Ding Ao. And the NTSB has confirmed these are the names of the pilots on board flight 214 when it crashed. Help me run the bank okay. swim capade. Brian, your voice is shrilling through everybody. Carl, we can't hear Carl. We can hear Dennis, but we can't hear Mike. And we can hardly hear Al. Okay, now wait a second. Me? Can we hear a chord? Just a chord like we used to. When you used to sing clear records, okay? Let's go. Brian, I'm a genius too. Let's go, huh? Boy, these conservatives are really something, aren't they? They're all in favor of the unborn. They will do anything for the unborn. But once you're born, you're on your own. Pro-life conservatives are obsessed with the fetus from conception to nine months. After that, they don't want to know about you. They don't want to hear from you. No, nothing. No neonatal care, no daycare, no head start, no school lunch, no food stamps, no welfare, no nothing. If you're pre-born, you're fine. If you're preschool, you're fucked. You know, the comedy rule three is that you, one, you establish, you establish the premise, you uh, fortify the premise, number two, and then you subvert the premise. Comedy wow. rule is one, two, three. So there you go. That's all you need to know about comedy, folks. You're done. <laughs> See? Well, no, four is too much. Four is like, that's why Zeppo and Gummo, we never remember those guys. You aren't like right next to an air conditioner or something, are you? Because there's a, like a weird room tone. No, I'm not. Almost like a, almost like a humming, like a real low-level humming. Uh-uh. No. Hmm. Are you a robot? I forgot to ask you to check that box. Not going to check it whether I am or not. Ooh, that's, oh, I knew that's how you get them. Either that or else you say, everything that I say is a lie. 
except this. Huh. And that's when you see the smoke coming out of their ears. The robot ears? The robot ears, or whatever. The, the rivet holes, or whatever they have. Because they can't process that information. Or you could also say, what is the meaning of love? They have a hard time with that one, too. So do humans, so that's not really a fair question. True. Start with that one, because it's not the, you know, it isn't the definitive. Speaking of love, because it's so common, I binged the entirety of three point whatever seasons of A Handmaid's Tale over a six-day span. Ah, yes. How How is it? Good. Yeah? Yeah, that's what I hear. Good, good, good. Is it uh, is it scary? I mean, you, you you finish it just in time for the real thing, apparently. Well, it's interesting. Um, I had not read the book. You kind of get an idea of what it's about, but I didn't realize it was supposed to be a today kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Necessarily, I didn't know if it was historical or whatever, so I didn't get Gilead and the whole thing. It's weird. You know, and it makes you wonder if you... Know some people who might think that that's an okay way to do things. Well, my understanding is that the particular sect that Margaret Atwood based the story on, the book on, is not exactly the same sect, but it's like as close to. They're, they're, they only differ by a little sliver, the one that Amy Coathanger Barrett belongs to. Oh. Yeah, so it isn't a stretch of the imagination to to uh, lump her in with that. Yeah, she, she belongs to, not Gilead, but I think there's something that's very, very similar to it. So West Coast, East Coast type of thing. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, the Supreme Court has agreed to hear, to, to basically dismantle Roe versus Wade. Yes, isn't that something? Yeah. The series, it takes place right now, right? It, yes, it's a current times. Okay. Yeah, I was having to do some other stuff. At the same time, so I, I didn't get to stay as glued to the television as I would have liked. But yeah, it's very much of current times, and Chicago was the battleground. They were still referred to as Chicago at the time, and that's where the big battle was taking place. The Gilead people were trying to take over. They wanted to be, well, you know the whole story. Well, maybe somebody out there doesn't. Oh. I don't either, but I just pretend to. <laughs> Yeah, of course, Mary, I know this, but, you know, others don't. So please, please let us, them, know. For them. For them. Enlighten the them. Well, it's, the birth rate has declined, and so these religious people have decided that the purpose of women is simply to repopulate the world, and so they strip them of their rights, turn them into possessions. I mean, their names, if this were happening and you had one of these gals, they would be called of Lee. So you have of Joseph, of Fred, of William. But you're saying there's a downside too? Somehow I thought you would, I knew you, I chose you as one of the people who would think it was a good idea. Well, I actually did. We could workshop it. I mean, I'm not married to it, but. Um, no, there isn't a chance in hell. I'm not repeatedly married to it. No, do, do they do polygamy too, or is that not a? No, the women. The women are all vessels for birthing, right? and it's one at a time. Okay. And they have a thing called, I think they just call it the ceremony. That at a particular time, when odds are better, they, the woman, the wife sits on the bed, 
and the handmaid kind of sits between her legs and has her arm up and the wife holds her hands and the handmaid, her legs are just basically off the end of the bed. The man just walks in. He still fully just undoes freeze Willie stands there, does a quick thing, calls it a day and walks out of the room. And then once that handmaid, if the handmaid produces a child for that family, then she is sent off on another assignment. It's horrific. Wow. Then the people who take care of the house or the children, somebody's called Martha's. But anybody, I think the Martha's are the ones who take care of the children. But everybody in the house, every woman in the house is registered and is a possession. Hmm. By the head of the household, I guess, right? Well, and the wives don't have any say. Right. Now, it is, I would imagine at some point they would age out of the system, and then what, do they just become the caretakers, or...? I don't know if what? that's when they get sent to the colonies, or if they go to the colonies when they just misbehave. There's a whole thing, and it's all pretty wretched. The colonies is where they just basically work them to death. Okay. No Good. fun to be had there. Scientology has what they call the brig, right? Same thing? They have something. Some nautical um, term, because he was into the whole nautical term for everything. Yeah, Scientology. Speaking of which, Elizabeth Moss, star of the, the Handmaid's Tale series, is a Scientologist. No. And how, yeah, how does she go to set every day? How does she embody that character and not make the connection, I don't know. Well, how does Scientology allow their people to be part of productions that involve such immoral things? Well, as long they don't consider anything immoral that isn't counter to Scientology. She could not do, for instance, a project that was critical of Scientology. That would be wrong. She would not be allowed to do that. She would not... So she I, and Leah Remini probably aren't going to be starring in anything together soon? Probably not. I think... You're in or you're out. That goes for the whole family, too. The family is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you make a break with the family. I've watched Leah Remini's whole show, and it's fascinating, I have to say. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched the... Well, maybe I did. Is it is it more than one season? I think I watched one oh, season. Oh, there... Yeah. Oh, okay. Then a few I, seasons. That's all I've seen was is the first season. And then, of course, the movie that preceded that called Going Clear, which... You know I what? Think, we yeah. talked about this. We did, but you know. But it's so exciting. It's like last week on my list of topics, which we never got around to, was Israel. And lucky for us, Israel's still in the news. We could talk about him this week, too. Well, so, I don't know if it's, it's lucky with everything going on. Uh, I don't know what it's... It's was well, genocide. The insanity for me is that one isn't even allowed to discuss it as a totalitarian government situation committing genocide against its people without being accused of being anti-Semitic. Automatically, you are anti-Semitic if you're anti-Zionist. That's the frustrating thing. Who's it, making this rule? Well, that's, you, you speak, anybody who speaks out publicly will instantly be called anti-Semitic. I mean, a few people off the top of my head, Roger Waters of Pink Floyd made some statements several years ago, critical of Israel's government, oh, basically. Okay. Stop bombing Palestinian children. The audacity. Exactly. And, I mean, it's awful, awful, awful that the United States is propping them up. I mean, this would have been the golden opportunity for Joe Biden to say, hey, 
stop committing genocide. We won't give you this $735 billion in weapons if you keep doing this. But instead, just wrote the check. He's going that direction. You think? I mean, has he said Give anything him a minute. critical? Has he said anything yes. critical yet? He's, okay. he's a lot of, but the thing is, a lot of that stuff, and that's what a lot of people say, has to be said in private, and you cannot repeat everything that you say to other world leaders. You just can't. We have to just be honest. And I mean, the president does, regardless of what is in his heart. And I do believe, as I've said before, Joe Biden is a good man. I do believe in his heart he is a good man. No problem with that. But the position that he's been hired to do legitimately voted in well there's i think there's an asterisk next to it i'm not too no there isn't okay no all right well the thing is he's beholden to certain interests that's just that's how it works he is beholden to interests and one of those interests is israel and if everybody would just be honest about it and say well of course he can't badmouth them for whatever reason it's just a similar thing with the saudi arabian government we know that they funded the 9-11 bombings. We know that. Why are there no repercussions? Why do they not even get badmouthed? We know that they, well, the Khashoggi thing, can't blame that on Biden because, Khashoggi, excuse me, can't blame that on Biden because he wasn't president at the time. We know that why that was covered up because Trump was probably involved in it anyway. And again, well, this is a humor pro- Jared, program. Jared is good buddies with Prince, with the Prince. Right. But I think it even goes deeper than that. I think that had Biden been in, I think that our beholdens, that's not really a word, we are beholden to Saudi Arabia in ways that, that the citizens will never know and probably are probably shouldn't know. There are reasons. They're untouchable. So had that happened under Biden's watch, I don't think it would have been a lot different in his hand. Oh, I do. I think he might have said some, he might have said things. I don't think there wouldn't, would have been any sanctions against Saudi Arabia. I think something would have been done. Okay. I do. Mm-hmm. We have little faith. I've got plenty of faith. It just goes in different directions. Finds odd nooks and crannies to crawl into. Oh, and how but, exciting is it that criminal charges now on Trump and his organization? It's gone from civil to criminal. That is, yeah, it, it should be exciting. Mr. Little Faith here is, show me the charges. Oh, jeez. Show me the charges and then I'll get excited. Every time I get excited, it's because of a headline that says may or could or something. Okay, well, let's 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 see it. Let's see those charges, baby. And then I'll, uh, it's like Bigfoot. Show me the body. Show me the body. Not a blurry photo. Blurry photos don't work anymore. They worked in the beginning. We're tired of them now. Need that body. Or an arm. Just give me an arm. That's fine. So basically you want him dismembered. <laughs> I'm still talking about Bigfoot. Yeah, so I know. Actually, actually, either way, it works, kind of works for me. But no, I don't want to see any big foot, big feet harmed in any way. But well, if you want to see a hand or an arm, you want him dismembered. It could be attached. They are saying that there has to be, and not just evidence, but sufficient evidence to have actually brought criminal charges. When, of course, Prince Whiny Pants. It's political. It's just the Democrats wanting to get rid of, well, anybody who doesn't want to get rid of you is an idiot, but. Witch hunt. Witch hunt. Oh, yeah. Poor me, they're after me. I guess we, we should assume that this has something to do with the fact that Rudy Giuliani's uh, office and home were raided, right? I mean, is there, were they looking for specific evidence and now. Where they got it, but it's the two 
working together. Just to clarify this, this sort of this came out as an anonymous report, or because criminal oh. charges have not been filed yet. They they announced it's that SDNY and whoever else. No, they've got. I would say wait because it's probably just around the corner. They didn't need to notify them that they were doing this, but they did. So Weisselberg should be panicking. Their finance guy who has actually been there since it was his dad, when somebody was actually making money. Yep, there should be a lot of people panicking. But I can't wait. I'm just, I mean, honestly, when I heard that last night, I just, I got giddy. Yeah, I want to, you know, I just, I keep getting burned. And every time I get giddy, it's... Well, it's somebody saying, well, criminal charges are just around the corner. Like, okay, well, tell me when we get to the corner. Otherwise, you know, I don't but know. But it's not pundits saying it anymore. It's mm-hmm. the actual people saying, yep, we're working together. <laughs> you know who should be a little bit anxious today is um, Matt Gates because Joel Greenberg, it turns out, has pled guilty. Pleaded guilty or pled guilty? I always get that wrong. Yeah. Or maybe I get it right and I think I got it wrong. Is it pled or pleaded? Pled guilty. Pled. See, it sounds like it should be pled, but I, I always read it as pleaded and I think, hmm, shouldn't it be pled? Why did you just ask me? Because <laughs> I, I thought you might know. Because if you knew one way or the other, if you... Thought the opposite. I don't know, Mary. I just, I just wanted to, to make conversation. I guess. No, you just wanted to trade card because then you're like, yeah, it's that. Well, I always read it's this. Well, okay then. Well, no, I do. I do see pleaded sometimes, and it may. Yeah. It, that doesn't seem right. Pleaded doesn't seem right. But there must be a reason to use pleaded and not pled certain times. I just don't know. Anyway, so Joel Greenberg, the accomplice partner of Matt Gates, allegedly in sex trafficking, uh, has pled, pleaded guilty to six charges. Originally, he had 33 charges, and they knocked him down because he uh, has given them, quote, full cooperation, full and ongoing, excuse me, cooperation. See, I, so, I, yeah. I don't think he should get away with that much, though. I think he's going to get away with far too much. Well, it could be this, the, the, the six charges are bigger than the other charges, you know, because, I mean, they probably had him on a few charges. They always give, throw as many charges as they want to because they can bargain with them, you know. It's like, we'll get rid of these if you do this. And, um, yeah, but to go from 33 to 6. Right. Well, hopefully he'll be doing time. I've always, yeah, I mean, we obviously, I think it, we, we want him to do time. But if he gives up Gates and if, if it eventually ends up giving up Trump, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's, you know, you hate to see, like, mafia hit guys get away with it, but if they turn, if they rat on and, you know, brings the whole thing down, then it's like, eh, maybe that's the price you gotta pay. I don't know. Whatever. He's just, and, and who knows? Maybe he'll get his comeuppance on the streets where you're supposed to get your comeuppance. But anyway, Matt, Matty Gates there is probably looking, somebody flew a uh, plane over Somewhere where he was, and it said Matt Gates TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice. TikTok. I'm surprised Marjorie Taylor Greene was probably with him. I'm surprised she didn't whip out her gun, <laughs> shoot the plane down. 
So she's a good American. She's a patriot. She's not the shooter, isn't it? Bobert, isn't she the? the oh, they both are. Gun. They both. They're both gun people. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bobert straps her zone when she goes and does her little tops. She looks like an idiot. And Green is the one who harasses teenagers who are survivors of a school shooting. Right. I, I was. Yeah. Yeah. And allegedly Last. Last. sleeps with everybody at the gym. Ew. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, pretty much everything's gross about those people. I'm sorry, but ew. I just think she's just, I, let me say it, I think she's an ugly little disgusting thing. She really is, and I wonder, is it a chicken egg type of thing? I mean, if she was a kind-hearted person, and when no. we saw her on TV, would we, would we think of her as ugly? Yes. Or, I mean, her personality definitely helps to sell the ugliness, right? So, uh, you know, I don't know. There's objective, you know. There's I don't know. There's some there's, in the eye of the beholder kind of thing. For the most part, I think there's parameters that pretty much everybody can agree on. You know, way at the edges there, but um, you know, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, mm. if she, if she was a nice person, if she she really was, you know, if she was like a, you know, head of the CD, CDC or something and telling us, pleading with us to be sane, would I, maybe we wouldn't think she was attractive. But I think, I mean, maybe she, maybe pretty isn't a barrier she's going to ever jump, but uh, we wouldn't think, oh, she's just, a, yeah, maybe, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to see all the bitch that I do right now. And yes, I'm sure if we're fair portion of it is their behavior, their choices. Which does make a person really ugly. It does. Well, that, that's what I mean. It, it, maybe her ugliness on the inside has made, you know, she's created this physicality of ugliness by being, you know, it's like the permanent frown face, people who just don't smile. And yeah. then suddenly you're like, wow, you just never smiled. <laughs> that's, that, that's all your mouth can do. So maybe it's like... What the hell is wrong with your face? Are you okay? What do you mean? I just, did you, did, did you smile? Should have smiled. See, all those all those strangers, all those construction workers that you passed who said, Hey, baby, why don't you smile? See? They were Who's trying the to tell guy? you something. <laughs> right. Who's the hero now? Yeah. <laughs> this section is called How to Be a Biatch 101. I think we passed 101. Well, now, now, Bigfoot may or may not be real, but we know that UFOs are real now, yeah. right? Did you see the 60 Minutes piece? I did not. Yeah, I, I, this is another thing I was very excited about because all the headlines were the Pentagon has finally admitted that UFOs are real and that there's craft with technology that's a thousand years in the future, blah, blah, and all these grand statements. And then I watched the story, and it's kind of the same story we've been hearing for years. A couple of people, retired Air Force generals, are saying, oh, yeah, the Air Force knows all about this. happens every day. That's basically the story. Mm. So, again, it's like, show me. And, and here's the thing there, too. It's like we used to get photographs. Now that everybody has a camera that's in their phone that's capable of shooting things off of the moon, suddenly we can't get photographs of UFOs anymore. And, and so 
they change the narrative faster than the speed of light capabilities, and that's why they always seem to get away before we take pictures of them. I haven't heard that. Oh, no? Yeah, that's nope. that's the new thing. Because it's the only thing that makes any sense. Uh, what do you think about UFOs? Or Actually, they're called UAPs now. Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say UFOs from now on. I don't, I'm I don't digging care. that. You like UAPs? Yeah, why not? Yeah. But, I mean, it, technically, the, un, the unidentified part is, is the crucial part. Because, yes, unidentified flying objects are real. We just have not... There's a big jump between the unidentified part and their alien spacecraft from another world. That's the jump in that you kind of have to make without evidence. But I don't know. Well, what do you think? Sometimes what do you, think about you your... just have to believe. Yeah? Where did Stonehenge... How did that happen? And all of those other things that are just perfectly measured out. Perfect circles. Perfect. When humans supposedly did not have the tools, the technology to, to produce something like that. So what would your explanation be? Not having studied Stonehenge, but I do have a bit of a knowledge of, of like, uh, remember Eric Von Doniken? He wrote Chariots of the Gods in, in the 70s and became a huge thing. Tons of books and movies. And the whole the premise was that aliens from other worlds had come down and nudged human civilization, right? So they, they kind of interfered and they created the pyramids and the, and all these things. And it turns out that it's kind of a, the whole premise was kind of based on a racist notion to start with. Well, that's not cool. <laughs> right. Which was that, you know, the, the Mayans and the Incans, Incas weren't developed, uh, weren't intelligent enough to do this by themselves. Well, of course they were. They had math. They had measurements. They didn't know how to, I mean, the thing about the pyramids is it took them centuries. They also had slaves. I mean, that's that's the uh, X factor right there. You've got X number of slaves and basically mm, 10, 11 lifetimes. Yeah, you can do pyramids. You yeah. can do a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's, yeah, you got that spirit, you know. And slaves. Did I mention slaves? Because that's the important. You did. Crucial, crucial, yeah. If you don't have slaves, it'll take you forever. But, yeah. That, so, that helps out. No, I was I was really into I Boy, I devoured those Eric Von Donneken Chariots of the Gods and then those Gold of the Gods. You remember these? Outer Space Connection? I remember Chariots of the Gods, but I did not read it. Here's a breaking news story, I think, or at least I, it's breaking to me. Demi Lovato has come out as non-binary, which I think means she doesn't use the metric system. So... Yes. Good for them. I hope they are happy, and I'm glad that they are not on heroin anymore. She... Um, no, 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 them, they. Sorry, I left that part out. Their pronouns are they and them. Well, she... And go. ...was on TV. Um, there was a, a whole show, I don't know, a month or two ago? Who keeps track of time? Um, the Swiss. Well, that's because that's their thing. Asked. Everybody has to have a thing. Uh-huh. And she was one of the people one of speaking on there and kind of talking about how she came out as queer. Okay. Finally, and what a big deal that it was, and how much happier she was just saying, this is who I am. And so that was that. 
So now I guess this is an, an extra step. So she was queer, and now she's non-binary. But what I don't get about this whole thing is, why is it Demi Lovato and Demi Moore? Well, it used to be Demi Moore. No, it's never been Demi Moore. Everybody says Demi Moore, but it's, it's Demi. She would always correct you, Demi. It's Demi Moore. Oh. So this, this whole thing doesn't make any sense. I wasn't aware of all of that. Well, that's what I'm here for, to shine a light into an otherwise dark, dark world <laughs> or something. Dark, but dark world. Speaking of which, it is actually a slightly darker world than it was before, because I don't know if you are aware of this, but we just lost the great actor Charles Grodin. I did not know. Yeah, yeah. This one really bums me out um, because, of, you know, he's in King Kong, which, of course, I've made no mistake of, that we're I not going down, love. We're not going down that path no. again. I, I love that movie. Um, uh, he's in The Heartbreak Kid, which is wonderful. Heaven Can Wait, which is not only my favorite romantic comedy of all time, it's probably my favorite football movie of all time. And he's fantastic in that. He's oh, What happened? Uh, well, he was aged. Um, he was natural causes. I think he was always a little older than we thought. When he was... Oh. Most of us, I think, know him most of us of our age anyway, know him from The Tonight Show. He would do these legendary performances, these, these appearances on The Tonight Show. And it was a running gag where he, because he didn't, he wanted to, he was like, well, I don't want to go on and just sell my movie or whatever. I, you know, it should be a performance piece because I'm here, I'm, I should be performing. So he had this running bit that he developed where he was like at odds. He was always at odds with Johnny Carson, who was like the nicest guy you could yeah. buy couldn't be at odds with but for some reason Groden just he just rubbed Groden the wrong way as a bit but he kept that up through I don't know how many performances 50 60 performances on that show and every one of them is if you watch them on YouTube every one of them is just hilarious and and he 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 gets in the bit and he doesn't he stays in the bit that never breaks never breaks and you know what else he was great in and I'm not seeing mention of this as much is the great Muppet Caper now for my money well, the see, Mupp- now, yeah. yes. now we're talking, right? Do you remember The Great Muppet Caper? The Muppet movie was the first one, and no question that's a masterpiece. But for my money, the second one, Great Muppet Caper, is the best one and is the first and last word in Muppets. And I've, I think I've talked about my feelings of the Muppets. When Jim Henson died and Frank Oz left, that really, to me, was the end of the Muppets, and everything after that's a tribute band. So... In the Great Muppet Caper, you see them at their the height of their powers, and it's I just watched it today again. It was like a Marx Brothers movie. It's written the same. The humor is is off the wall and anarchic, and you know they break the fourth wall, and it's a little bit I don't want to say it starts Grover. No, it's not. It's the it's the Muppet Show cast. So it's Kermit, Fozzie, Miss Piggy. They're the main ones. None of the Sesame Street ones are there except for well, Rolf I guess would be considered Rolf actually predates Sesame Street. Then no, uh, it's not that great. But well, you know, there's more there than Gro- what about Gonzo? I mean Gonzo is Gonzo the Great. Gonzo the Great is, is my second favorite Muppet of all time. And we both know who my first favorite is. And I think there's a lot of No, Grover. There's a lot of similarities <laughs> between Grover and Gonzo, I think. But Charles Grodin is in the movie, and he is fantastic. He doesn't even show up until 15 minutes into the movie, and he steals it. 
Yeah, oh, it's just, oh, it's wonderful. And actually, you know what? I have a Charles Grodin story, as it turns out. Years ago, when I was working for King World, King World is two guys, the King Brothers. They basically inherited the Little Rascals, the Hour Gang. So they never had to work a day in their life. Then, through King World, they got so lucky in the early days of syndication of game shows, and they have this, they own, they still own the syndicated rights to Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, and a little show called Oprah. So, yeah, so these guys were billionaires before they were 40. Anyway, I was working for these guys, and it hadn't been announced yet, but it was already in the rumor, it was already a rumor in the trades that Charles Grodin was going to do a show for King World, a, a talk show, like a daytime talk thing. And it was true. We we were doing it. Uh, we were not allowed to announce it, but I was involved in setting up offices and stuff like that. And we were probably a few weeks away from actually starting, but I was pretty excited because Charles Grodin, I really love this guy. So one day he happened to stop by and so I showed him around. I showed him the offices and, and everything. And by the way, he said, call me Chuck. So I'm going to call him Chuck from now on because I have permission. Thank you. And I showed him around to the offices and you know, blah, blah, blah. And the whole time I'm thinking, you know, this is the guy from King Kong. This is the guy from Midnight Run. This is a guy from Great Muppet Caper. But I'm going to be working with him. You know, I'll get all these stories Later, just, you know, as they come about naturally, we'll be sitting in the commissary and he'll say, and then that was in King Kong and this happened. It's like, yeah, just, be, just play it cool, play it cool. So within the week, a couple of days later, I'm getting on the train to go to work, grab a newspaper, and there's a story. Charles Grodin has signed with CNBC for talk show. <laughs> he pulled the rug out from under King World. No announcement. They sued him. I don't know. If they won, they didn't need to because, as I said, these guys are billionaires. But it was I, – I don't know what the circumstances were. I don't know why he did it, but it was – he was not a welcome name at King World for a long time after that. And then his show on CNBC was actually pretty good. I don't know if you remember that. It was like a like a Larry King type of show, you know, politics and current events. No. Uh, it ran for years, yeah. Yeah, he was – his character was kind of a – I think he was liberal, but I don't, but he was kind of cantankerous. So uh, he would be contrarian sometimes. And I think he had a liberal slant to him, but I was so disappointed because I was really looking forward to working with him every day. And, and then boom. Oh, well. The rug was pulled out from under your feet. Exactly. But not from over his head. Yeah. Yeah. See, nobody looks, nobody thought about Lee in this scenario. Nobody thought, how will this affect Lee if I sign it? CNBC, you know, cool. I'm sure I was like way down on his list uh, of priorities. And that makes me kind of sad. It's a cruel world sometimes. It is. It's a cruel business. The business we call show. Business. No, just show. The business we call show. See, yeah. you, you just do you do the business part in your head. Oh, okay. I mean, that's, that's how they're rolling with it these that's days. They, you know, we actually shot, or I shouldn't say we because I wasn't involved in the actual pilot but they shot a pilot they might have shot two episodes actually of the charles Rodin show which never aired of course sits in the vault i wish now that i had made copies when i was there and had my fingers in the vault because now it'll never ever be seen by the public but he did a talk he, maybe he, it the, will now i mean it would take somebody like me being on the inside and i remember that art garfunkel was his guest for the first episode and it went horribly it went <laughs> I remember seeing 
Art Garfunkel, I don't know if he has a condition or or what. If it was just a perfect storm of it being too hot and bright on the set and him wearing the wrong type of fibers. But he had pit stains that were dark and took up probably a third of his body. But, yeah, that sounds uncomfortable. Yeah. It, well, it didn't look so good either. And I don't know... <laughs> That wasn't the reason they scrapped the pilot, but that probably didn't help either. Yeah, I don't know. If, no, you know. I don't doubt they would scrap a whole show for that reason. You would hope. Well, they scrapped it because he he jumped ship. Well, I know you said scrap that episode though. Yeah. Well, they did. I think that they'd they'd already decided not to use that as the pilot. You know what I mean? I think for for whatever reasons they were that was like a test pilot, maybe to get somebody in. I don't know what why, but it was not going to be seen. At all, which just reminded me, there's another thing that the public would love to see, or at least I would love to see, that doesn't probably will never see the light of day, is that Michael Moore. Remember Michael Moore of Roger yes. Me and all the documentaries? Yeah. Well, he had a TV show called TV Nation, and then after that, he was going to do a talk show. I forget for what for what station or whether it's syndicated or whatever, but it was going to be a talk show, like a one-on-one interview show. And his first episode, he actually landed O.J. Simpson. And this was after the trial. And this was... Oh, my. Yeah, it was the first, and I think pretty much the only, interview that O.J. did, ever. And Michael Moore, whom I generally agree with his stance on things, and I don't know if he's changed his stance on this, but at the time, he was convinced that O.J. was innocent. And it was wow. it came so far out of left field that I was like, what? Yeah, that was the premise. I think that's probably the only premise he could get O.J. onto his show in the first place, would be... You know, to, to be sympathetic. Oh, I'd love to see that. Because it was right after the trial. You know, like weeks after the trial. I'd be okay without anything. O.J. Simpson speaking. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I was working at King World all during that, during the trial. And it was, I mean, you want to get jaded on TV news? That's the way to do it. Because it was, we I mean, talk about like dog chasing its tail. There literally was no story going on. From day to day. The story of the daily trial could be summed up in a 30-second soundbite. It really could be. So-and-so testified today. But instead, it's 24-7 coverage. So all this stuff just has to be manufactured. So they, they'll find some taxi driver who picked up Nicole one time, something or other, and they'll pay them to do a story. Because it's like, it's like a, a fireplace. you got to keep throwing the wood in. You know, you can't let that fire go out for a second. And the money they throw at it was just sickening, too. Just flying people all over the place to for nothing, for absolutely. And I'm, this wasn't even really news. This was uh, Inside Edition is what I'm talking about. So, oh. yeah, it's still considered journalism, I guess. I mean, the people who do it are considered journalists, and they do cover news stories. So it's news, in you know, but it's packaged yeah i don't know but it really jaded me on on the whole system and the whole uh business i should say his whole story of how he came from nothing and became oj simpson you know think about it he was in movies he was in commercials he was everywhere he was oj simpson and now all of a sudden he's a murderer and you know he did it Mm mm-hmm Bigger than life personality. Everything was just bigger than life. 
Well, one one thing that struck me about that, I mean, to me, I mean, it could be that I co- it coincided with me working in that specific field at that moment. So it could have been before that too. But it seemed to me that this is when the whole thing began of the media creating a story because this wasn't the crime of the century. This was it. Really, it wasn't a crime of the century at all. This was a murder. I mean, this was a domestic murder. Horrible, horrible for all the families involved. But that's all it was. It was one man killed two people, and one of them was his ex-wife. That happens in America all the time, unfortunately. But that's not a story. But they had to create a And O.J., to be honest, I mean, I enjoyed him in movies. I enjoyed Capricorn 1, and I enjoyed you know, the Naked Gun movies. He's pretty funny. and But he wasn't a huge star, by any means, he was just, oh, that football guy who happens to be in movies. But he so was a football they, star. He was a star, absolutely. I mean, Michael Jordan's a star. If Michael Jordan kills his wife tomorrow, it isn't the crime of the century, is what I'm saying. It's horrible for all those involved, but it has nothing to do with and the society. Sheer the sheer brutality of it, I think, was so oh. shocking to people. O.J. wrote a book. Yes. which Yeah, which got blocked but before it was blocked he recorded an audio version of it which i used to have the cassette version of it because i worked at a bookstore if and it was i called, had wasn't it if i had if, done it if i if i had if i did it yeah if i did it and did it. Okay. yeah at least i'm grammatically correct if i did it here's how i would do it and he basically hold on himself yeah he describes the whole scenario he does create another person though he creates an imaginary person who was with him at the time and people who like psychologists who have dissected that say well yeah it makes sense that he would be disassociating himself because at that moment he can't you know even though he did commit these horrible horrible crimes there's a part of his brain that can't accept that you know it's like a defense mechanism so he created this this character who who in the it's funny because in the narrative this character kind of comes and goes in the story it's like he's there that you know he's like like you're reading some really poorly written story and they have four characters but then they kind of forget about these two characters for the longest time and they're just concentrating on the other two and you're like well, wait a second weren't there four people in this room before huh. wouldn't these other people be you know where'd the other poor, two go it's poor writing on OJ's part well he wasn't known for being a writer <laughs> he wasn't no wasn't his claim to fame yeah but, but I think I, I, I mean I do if you were a member of either of the families and the fact that he got away with it your life is never the same. Oh, I'm sure. No, never. and again, yeah, no, of course. And yeah, it, it was just so sick watching all these people associate themselves with it, you know, for their 15 minutes of fame, which wasn't even that because, I mean, now with like the 24/7 news cycle, 15 minutes is nothing. You know, you 15 minutes is like sustained fame at this point. Yes. But somebody who had dated OJ once. Would get all dolled up and come on. It's, oh, come on. They dug for anything. You got nothing to add to the story. But yeah, but it's all this symbiotic relationship of, you know, they're all feeding off each other and people want to come on TV because they want to be on TV and the people who, yeah, it's just sick. It's all sickness. So it's raining a lot here. Really? and raining and raining and raining. And that's one of the reasons my allergies are so bad is because it took. And I'm not exaggerating. Two hours to mow the lawn today. Two wow. hours. For any of you who mow lawns, you'll get it when 
it had been too wet and throughout the day to be able to mow it all. The lawn, the grass just never dried enough not to clog up and mess up the lawnmower. So there were spots, and again, non-exaggeration, eight to ten inches long. Wow. So you could only take a path that was a third to half the width of the lawnmower. Make one pass across and back, which isn't very far, and would have to dump the back. And of course, it's entirely too long just to mulch. Ridiculous, cruel, brutal stuff. I'm telling you. Do you use a writing? Uh, no. Use a writing lawnmower? No. Of course, not. it's not the lawn. Plus, it's <laughs> there's a lot of it that's on an incline that would be dangerous. Oh, that be would fun. be very dangerous. That'd be fun. Don't tell the kids it's dangerous because I just want to try it. Oh, no, normally I can be done with the whole thing. Yeah, that's the trick. I can be done with front, back, sides in half an hour if I'm really powering through. Good times. I'm telling you people, good times. Do they still make those those old time lawnmowers that are manual? Can't push. <laughs> yeah, they just I have a blade, so. a blade that flips around as you push it. My brother used to use one of those at his first house out on the coast. And it had a big backyard, but he enjoyed doing it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sometimes technology isn't <laughs> Sometimes the old ways are better. You know? Yeah. Spears. All we need is spears, really. Give a man a spear. I'm sorry, give give what? <laughs> I was going to say give a man, because a woman would be like, a woman would probably use it on the man. Yes. Who just, who just made that remark. Yes, so. she probably would. <laughs> and you are the same person who, earlier when we were trying to figure out, because internet issues, blah, 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 we were talking about food and not eating much, or I don't even remember how it went. And for all of you out there, least comment was something about how it would make it easier for his wife to cook or to prepare dinner. Oh, okay. Sexist, anybody? Well. Yeah, that's right. Put the little woman in the, put the little woman in the kitchen. Get her pretty little apron and some kitten heels. Ugh. No. uh, Make sure she's got her dress. Women have functions in other rooms besides the kitchen. Don't get me wrong. Yes, they need to clean the bathrooms as well. Don't forget well, to vacuum and dust, ladies. They have functions in bedrooms. Every room in the house, basically. Yeah, someone's uh, got to change the linens. Right. Speaking of linens, guess what I did? I bought... Wait, no, go ahead and guess. You bought new linens. Oh, man, I told you this already. No, but you just uh, kind of well, curtains. led into it. So Curtains, actually. Linens are... Linens would be anything that's made of linen, right? Right. Bed linens, or, sheets. Because I went to a linen store. This actually, store actually says linens in its name, but it's only curtains, I oh, think. That's weird. No, so, usually it's bed yeah. linens, and a lot of times I, because I'm fancy, use that term. Maybe they had bed stuff too, like sheets and blankets, right? So that would be beds and sheets. I don't know. Yeah, remember curtains, a window. There are different window treatments, so depending upon what you're looking for. Well, I'm not looking anymore because I because I found them. So I am looking for a smaller one from my bathroom. So, uh, and then I'm, I'm ready for renovating the kitchen. The bedroom's done, so I'm pretty excited. The living room's pretty much done. I mean, living room's done, done. Bedroom doesn't have a bed in it yet, so it's not really it's ready for. I don't think I showed you the uh, before of the bedroom because I did a significant amount of work on uh, one of the windows. There's like there's two windows underneath the window. 
I guess there had been like a leak of water, so the the wood was all like gnarly and stuff. Had to strip that, use putty and all the crooks, crooks and nannies, and paint it, and it looks like the day it was born. It's so amazing. Yeah, without a before photo, it really you know it's just kind of a yawn. You're like, oh okay, looks good. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it, there is kind of that thing if you know your own home of course you're much more excited about that than a lot of other people are going to be true but i mean i think anyone can but, appreciate a, a, a project you know if you say oh. oh look here's what i did from here's what it used to look like and here's what it looks like now no matter what it was oh and not me say, i don't oh, like yeah, projects wow. no no not you you like to project excuse but, me <laughs> oh sorry that was me that's me i'm i'm the one who project i'm sorry it's always the other person who's defensive, isn't it? Isn't that odd? What is it? I remember an old saying, the first to accuse is the first to do. So if someone ever accuses you of cheating, lying, stealing, odds are they probably have done all of the above. Mm, right. It's a preemptive move. Because then you're stuck when when you call them on the crime of which they're actually guilty of. And they say, oh, you're just saying that because I said it. Right? You're only accusing me because I accused you. Oh. It works, trust me. Oh, okay. Works for the Republicans. Ugh. Wait a minute, did you just say work and Republican in the same sentence? <laughs> Oxymoron! What are you going to say next, that they're patriots and two Americans? I don't know, what, what's the next word they're going to subvert? What What haven't they taken yet? Love? Are they going to take love now? Can we? Are we not going to be able to use that word in its proper context? Ew. Yeah. I don't know. I um. <laughs> it was rhetorical. Yeah, yeah, I I just I'm so disgusted that even when the their constituencies support something, if a Democrat came up with the idea or even an independent, heaven forbid, we can't do that. Nope, 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 nope. And the people are clamoring, saying, "But this is something we really want. We need this. This will be good for us." Nope, nope, nope. Can't no can do, Lobo. Oh, sorry. That is a cute statement from my son originally. Don't associate that ever with Republicans, please. They just sullied it. Oh. Sullied. Oh, I need to go Republicans wash my mouth. That ruin. was soap, but I'll be right back. Republicans ruin everything, don't they? Yes. 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 Today's. See, and they're not even Republicans. By the true definition and anything that the Republican Party was before, they're not. Well, I think they're not conservative. I think they're Republicans because the Republican Party has embraced them, right? As they... Hasn't it shifted to the party of Trump officially? Which then isn't. And how did that happen so quickly? Well, yeah, I think well, there was just so much hate and so much of the anger and things out there. And he just channeled right into all of them. I, I mean, I think it's about consolidation of power for the people on the inside. I mean, the, 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 forget the people who voted for him, but the Marjorie Taylor Greene and all those people. They're laying in wait for 2022. Val Demings may take on Marco Rubio. That would be fantastic. Who's Val Dennings? And do they have a Val chance? Demings? Val Demings? Who's that even? Are you serious? Any relation to Val Dennings? No. She's actually of course, ex-lover. Mary, of course I know, but there are our audience. No, you not. don't. Tell me what you know and I'll fill in any spots. Oh, come on. She's the Val. She's the, you know, she's, um, she's gonna, uh, she's, possibly going to uh challenge she, marco rubio could she possibly be 
one of the women who were up for consideration for vice president. President. Uh-huh. See, there you go. Uh-huh. Was she in law enforcement know. for years? Sure. For years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? It's coming a little clearer now. Right, folks? Right? Mm-hmm. Picture's coming a little clearer now. She's very intelligent. She knows her stuff. Oh, that one. Gotcha. Yes. Yes.